Welcome to the Menifee United Church of Christ podcast. Menifee UCC is a lively, loving, open, and affirming church. A church that follows Jesus' great commandments. Love God, love others, love yourself. A church that welcomes everyone. A church that speaks truth to power. And a church that works for justice more than just us. who would get up and prepare a sermon and they would talk at the congregation uh, for a good 15, 20 minutes, half hour or whatnot. And I thought, my goodness, I wish when I'm a pastor that I could just have a conversation with the congregation. So as we read the scriptures this morning, what I always ask afterwards is, what stands out to you? And we actually have a conversation style because, my God, it's going to be boring if it's just me talking every single Sunday. You all have lived experiences and you all are different parts in your journey. So we'd love to hear from you. So as we share the scriptures this morning, we ask for you to just take notice of what stands out to you in our scripture reading. So Sean, please come forward. Thank you so much. All right. So the first reading comes from Psalm 25, 1 through 10. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love. For they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. Thank you, Sean. Beautifully read. No one could read it quite like you this morning. Thank you, Sean. Our second reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke. Chapter 17, verses 5 and 6. So hold on, it's long. We've got two whole verses to get through this morning. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Thus ends our inspired readings this morning. Amen. No. no. Okay. Already a reaction. Diane, what's the no? No, I just was saying, yeah, somebody else can respond to that. <laughs> Reflect in your own lives. How have you come to understand the word faith? See Duane going to the scriptures. 
for some ponderings. Yes, I, I think for me, um, it's knowing that God will, not that he can. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I, we know he can, but he will because he loves us. Fair enough. All right. Thank you. In my, in my past experience, I've always, people have always, you know, in, in my opinion, confused faith with knowing for sure. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? certainty. And so, with, with, with my journey, as everyone's journeys are different, my journey has been to have faith that um, I'm never going to know it all. Those around me are never going to know it all, but having faith that God is faithful mm -hmm. um, and, and loving and accepting no matter what. So, I had to kind of change my perception of faith. Because for so long I was told that in order to have faith, you had to follow these rules to get the faith. You know, it's just downward <laughs> spiral. Right. Oh yeah, forward. I call it mathematic theology. We do this, and then we yeah. do this. God has to, right? And man, I, you as parents, is that the kind of relationship you want with your children? Like, well, my child did this and did this, so now I have to give them the goodness. <laughs> There's like a, no. a code to break <laughs> the faith or the, you know. <laughs> right? I guess now you get shoes. Right? Yeah. Exactly. That works, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not here to judge. <laughs> we're not here to judge, Dwayne. <laughs> Sorry. If we go to Hebrews 11, actually, we hear Paul talk about the meaning of faith. Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. So very much what Sean was talking about. The conviction of things not seen. Woo, who wants to take a stab at that? Yeah, I just, it reminds me of a verse I have hanging up. Uh, like there was this picture, and I really like the picture, but it's got this verse that's kind of mysterious to me. Yeah. And it says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Oh, okay. And I just think, like, that's what faith is. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're wanting love in your life, seek it, and there it is. And that's what faith is, is finding those things. Right. Which goes back to what we were talking about last Sunday in Galatians 6. You reap what you sow. Right? So in this example, oh God, I really want love in my life. I want more love in my life. So I'm going to work then on planting these seeds of love in my life. And that looks different because this word love has many different meanings. But how do I love? How do I plant more seeds of love? How do I continue to plant these seeds? And God, I'm going to trust. Even though I cannot make anything grow, I'm trusting that you're going to, you're going to provide this. There will be growth in this. And we'll be able to sow that love. So it's that assurance that you're talking about. Yeah. But I also heard you say, what did you say? It confounds you? Well, yeah, it's just a little mysterious. You can't be like, well, I wish I had a pony. <laughs> God, <laughs> I believe I have a pony. You know, like, it, it's not a magical, like, you But know, I think if... It works for spiritual. But I think, but on that, yeah. if you really wanted a pony, then you start manifesting it, and yeah. you start moving towards it. You may not get it in two or three years, right. but it will happen. Yeah. Because you have the faith to know that it's going to happen. Right. Yes. Tony would start building the barn. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I have no doubt you actually would. Yes. Our Bob Vila over here. Yes. 
When I was uh, a missionary, when I was younger, uh, I was particularly, uh, when I was preparing for the sermon this morning, thinking of this young boy that we were uh, teaching at the time. Um, I was part of the Mormon tradition, so it's wonderful that you two are here. And as I was a missionary and we were teaching about faith and we were talking about faith, this young boy was about eight years of age. He was taking discussions to be able to become uh, a member of the, of the LDS tradition. And I, I got with his grandmother. He was staying with his grandmother. They owned a KOA, a campground. And we said, you know what? We're going to do an object lesson for him. He's eight years old, delightful young man. Um, and we, we took a little seed off of a hamburger bun, right? It had already been toasted. There was really no nutritional value left in this little seed. We were trying to illustrate for him that a mustard seed is so very tiny. And in fact, it, um, the thing that you could probably put it to is like a grain of salt. That's how tiny a mustard seed is. So we went to this young man and we said, the size of a mustard seed, this faith, if you plant this, then things grow. Um, and we had coordinated with his grandmother earlier about having a plant. Um, so we waited a little bit after the, after the lesson, and we saw this young man because he was so curious and so smart. And he went outside, and he started, and you know, we're off to the side just giggling, and, and he starts digging into the ground, this young man, and he takes that toasted sesame seed, <laughs> no nutritional value whatsoever, and plants it in the ground. And I thought, of course, here is a child leading the way, absolutely having faith. He doesn't question what this seed is capable of doing. He just hears, this is what it is, goes out there, plants it. So my companion and I, we run out there and we find exactly where the fresh dirt was. We dig it up ourselves and we take this plant and we put it in that same spot. <laughs> we cover up the dirt with it, you know, things. And we thought... <laughs> I'm seeing hands covering the eyes. <laughs> right. We're trying to do an object lesson. <laughs> so we wait a little bit. His grandmother sends him back outside to play. And boy, my goodness, in a half hour, it's plan of the year. <laughs> right? Faith. But then I started thinking about it more. And this child was so joyful at seeing this, this concept that it actually had come to fruition for him in such a time frame that he couldn't understand. But as I reflected upon it, as an adult, I began to understand faith more. Because it's not necessarily by our own understanding does something work. God has people. God has other things set in motion that are beyond what we think is reasonable. God had us waiting outside to put the plant in the ground because it was this child's faith that came forward. And I thought, oh, okay, God. <laughs> I got the lesson out of that. This young man, I hope, continues to grow in his understanding of faith, but my mind and my heart were broken open by this. From faith, something that should never have been able to bring about a plant, this toasted sesame seed produced a plant within a half hour. God doesn't tell us necessarily how things are going to work, but trusting that things will work out. Anybody have an experience similar? You're like, man, that had to have been the hand of God. I bet if you took some time to reflect upon it, you would have. I'm seeing slight nods, like, mm -hmm. yes. Oh, yes, I do. I do. Mm -hmm. 
Your zucchini. It will get fat overnight. <laughs> fat overnight. Yes, they do. That's right. <laughs> It'll be too skinny to pick the day before, and the next night it's like, like this big. Abundance. <laughs> yes. Sean, say your hand raised. Well, I I can't think of a specific, you know, instance. I'm sure there are, there are many, but um, I think in, in my life I used to view, view God as this, you know, giant wizard or in the sky that would just match Right, Oz, don't look you know, behind the curtain. And when things didn't happen the way that I wanted them to, I would, you know, feel like, well, what's wrong? What's going on? And then, but then, there, then I started to learn, like, once, when things did manifest themselves, there was, you know, whether it's a, a health issue or something, there was a team of people in the right place at the right time. And that's when I, you know, started realizing that God does use people. And so many people are just waiting for God to just manifest something when they're, well, their blinders are to the people around them that can't help and can be a miracle in their life. And I, as I've gotten older, especially the past few years, now that the blinders are off, I can actually see God using people mm -hmm. rather than just waiting for some magic show to happen. And that, that was a huge perspective change for me. Right. Thank you, Sean. I work in a hospital during the week as a chaplain, and I have for a few years now. And one of the things I hear in this scripture a lot, and I'm wondering if this resonates for anyone. <laughs> if only I had more faith. And oftentimes this comes across in, oh, it only took a mustard seed. And if I only had more faith, then my sister wouldn't have died. If I had only had more faith, I wouldn't have lost my job. If only I had more faith. Has anybody experienced that message? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thinking that it's not enough. And today, this morning, I love this scripture. Because first and foremost, the apostles, the ones who are with Jesus Christ every day, are saying to the Lord, increase our faith. We need more faith. We need more assurance of things that we cannot necessarily understand to come about. Here's Jesus on this incredible mission, and they are piecing together the best they can these messages that, and yet they can't quite understand who Jesus is yet, why he's here, what he's going to go through. Increase our faith. If only we had more faith, Jesus. Maybe we could be better apostles. Maybe we'd be able to prevent you from having to go through so much suffering. Maybe we could prevent your death. Is that the reality of the situation? Mm -hmm. yeah. Why? I think things are just supposed to play out the way they're going to play out. Mm. You know? And we have to have faith to know that there's a reason for why it plays out a certain way. Fantastic. Stuff, stuff happens. Stuff, stuff happens. <laughs> and I appreciate you using the church language of well, that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think that through. <laughs> Absolutely. I hear time and time again, if I had more faith, and to me, that inspires guilt, that inspires shame, and this perpetual message of not being enough. 
My understanding of God is that God is saying, oh my goodness, you are more than enough here. You are more than enough. There's a reason why um, there is a mustard seed that is used as an example and a mulberry tree. A mulberry tree is more like a bush. They could have easily have said, this could, you know, if you had the this, this faith of a mustard seed, then you could have been a cedar, a cedar of Lebanon. They did not say that. You have the grain of a mustard seed, hey, you can grow a bush. And we read in Matthew that this, this also can be the, the size of faith that moves mountains. This understanding that out of small things, great things can happen is the message that I hope to impart this morning. It takes in the smallness. It's in the kindness of the everyday. It's the saying hi to someone who looks like, man, they have just smelled some garbage. It is being kind when you don't want to be. It's letting someone cut in when you are in traffic and you're trying to get someplace, right? It's saying, please go right ahead. And if you can, not being angry about it. Mm. Yes, Tony. I think the other thing too is stress. Stress. Yeah, one thing is, and I've had to learn this, you know, having the type of work background that I've had. It's very stressful. I used to stress, 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 and I'm becoming more now. As instead of stressing, I just ask, "This is what's going on," and I'm just putting it to you. And I've got to walk away because it's killing me of the stress. And now I see all I have to do is keep asking. Because things work out, it may not work out right then and there, but it does. It all comes into place. And it's just knowing now to have that faith to step back and go, this is yours. You told me to give it to you, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, and how is that for you? How has that transition been? How have you felt? It's opened my eyes a lot more to know that when there's an issue or a problem amongst anything, is I'm not, I, it's hard not to stress, and it's hard to, to remember not to do that. But as much as you can is to just give it away. And it's taken so much pressure off to say, okay, it is what it is, whatever's gonna happen. If it doesn't work the way I want, which is, you know, just because I want it that way doesn't mean that's the way it's supposed to be. And I just gotta know that God's gonna take care of us and it whatever's supposed to happen is what's supposed to happen. And I just gotta go, that is that's the way I'm supposed to go. I wasn't supposed to go this way. I was supposed to go that way. Right. And I'm just being pushed to mm -hmm. do it. Yes. And I'm okay with that now. It's much easier. I know. Who, who understands stress in life, right? Oh, yeah. Danny, I even appreciate you raised your hand. Yes. Stress in all ages. And in fact, seeds can't grow without stress. We've been using the agricultural terms yesterday, last Sunday and today, but the seeds have to have stress. We can't grow without something that's that's kind of hindering. It helps us to grow. It helps these seeds to take root. These mulberry trees, one of the reasons why it's suspected by scholars that this was used as an example instead of the cedars is because of how deep the roots go in a mulberry tree. These roots can grow for hundreds of years. And so while the bush itself may not look huge or big or even something that might catch your eye, the idea that this mulberry tree grows deep, deep into the ground is the letting go, I think. It's the grounding ourselves and saying, God, I have trust and faith 
that even in this circumstance, you want the best for me. You want the best for me. You are not here trying to test me. You are not here trying to catch me. You are not here trying to see just how much I can endure before I break. These are all messages that are taught within our Christian body, right? My God, I hope for a God who says, have a little faith in me. When your back's against the wall, did you hear that in the song this morning? And you can no longer speak from a whisper start. Have a little faith in me. Because that's the God that I hope that when comes into my life, I run towards. And part of the things that help me run towards God and the love is the idea that God is absolutely running faster than I can towards me. That in this life of chaos and this life of struggle, we have to grow. We do not get through life without challenges. If you have, come talk to me afterwards. I'd love to buy you a drink. (laughs) But it's the faith part of it, this hope of saying, God, I'm hoping that I can just give this to you. You've told me that I can let this go. God, this is something that feels like it's overwhelming. I can't do it on my own. They're that, that bumper sticker theology. God doesn't give you anything you can't handle. I don't agree with that. God doesn't give us more than we can handle with others. We need community to help with that. So as you go throughout your week, instead of this certainty, this claiming on the certainty of this I know, I find the only thing that I'm ever really certain of is God's love. God, I trust while all of this is going on, I have to ground myself in the love that you have for me. Knowing, God, that you want the absolute best for me. And in the grounding, inevitably, our faith increases. We're able to let go. We don't have to hold on so tight. I'm not going to say you're going to be completely rid of anxiety or nerves or overthinking or worrying. Right? Anybody experience that here? No? Fantastic day. Never. Right? We're human. We're going to experience these things. But in that grounding, taking that time to meditate, taking that time to reflect on the goodness of God, and not trying to appease a God, but to know that there is a God running towards us, saying, let me help you. Trust that I'm here with you. Know that I want the absolute best for you. You are my beloved. Being able to let go a little bit. To me, that is exemplary of faith. And I encourage you this week just to take a look and see where in your lives, either in the past, you can say, my God, that could not have happened without the hand of God. I think about that with my wife. She's from San Bernardino, California, and I'm from Alaska, on an island in Alaska, and I'll be darned if we didn't meet on a little tiny island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, right? So even when we have our challenges, because we're married, right? We're a married couple, we have our challenges. I think, ah, faith. God, you brought us together. Reflect. See where that's happened for you already. 
knowing that if you can find where it's happened in your past, you will continue to rely upon those for your future. Because God is with us. God is with you. God is running towards you. And you are God's most beloved. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 To contact the Menifee United Church of Christ or for more information, go to menifeeucc.org. Thank you for listening.